Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. Congratulations to our friends at the Idaho Lottery. They are celebrating a record-setting dividend of $73 million. Now, dividends are what the Idaho Lottery uses to give the Idaho school districts for maintenance, repairs, and operational projects, and they hit the biggest donation they ever gave, which is pretty damn awesome. So the Idaho Lottery Commission was able to pass the chair the uh, chair of the Idaho Superintendent of Public Instruction a check for a ridiculously large amount of money to pay off the rest of the dividend. They got half of it earlier this year. So uh, basically, it's a $45 million check that they got Damn. courtesy of the Idaho Lottery, which is awesome. By the way, uh, courtesy of that particular push, after three, 33 years, the Idaho Lottery has given the Idaho School Districts over $1 billion. So... Uh, that's how that, that stuff helps. might be more than the state of Idaho. It <laughs> definitely may be. I do not know what that's at, but you may be right. So congratulations to them. Always nice to help out the school districts and hopefully help out the teachers here in the Treasure Valley and the entire state of Idaho, as a matter of fact. It's not just here. Big J, because it was the All-Star Game break, there was nothing going on yesterday except for the ESPY Awards. Did you happen to partake? No, I didn't even know they were happening. They happen every year uh, at the same time, right after the day after the All-Star Game for uh, Major League Baseball is when everybody has a day off. So that's when they can get all the sports stars to wherever they're having it. This particular time, it was Los Angeles where the you know the All-Star Game ended up happening to be. Anyway, uh, Steph Curry was there. Everybody was there. A bunch of awards were given out, and it was a wonderful night of sports stars. So if you partook, congratulations. The only other real sports thing that happened yesterday is the 76ers re-signed James Harden. Not surprising anybody. He opted out of his last year of a deal and then signed a two-year $68 million deal to stick around with the 76ers, which is really just another one-year deal because he's got a one-year deal for like $48 million and then a player option for the next year, which he'll probably opt out of to make more money. It's the way this stuff works these days. Looks like Tim Burton is going to be a busy man. He will receive the prestigious Lumiere Award at the 14th edition of the Lumiere Festival in Lyon in France in October. Lumiere. Uh, They have a great opportunity to get some pretty important directors there, and it's a big part of the festival. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's won this award before, so has Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Jane Campion. So uh, he'll be in some pretty storied company in this particular world and he will get that coming up in October so congratulations to the man the myth the legend Tim Burton for another award because you know what quite frankly we can't have enough if we're being perfectly Does honest he have any uh I don't well he's got to have some he doesn't have any like Oscars or anything like that he's gonna have some uh, creepy awards probably <laughs> That is Green Day time of your life here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. You're a globetrotter, Big J. You've been on international vacations, taking a lot of time off. You have an opportunity to enjoy yourself 
on a regular basis. What do you think the number one thing that would ruin a vacation is listed by people that have gone on vacation at least once in the last two years? If you die there? Uh, well, if that was the case, I don't think they'd be able to answer the poll. So that did if not make the if cut. If someone you're with dies? Uh, also not on the list. No, so that must not happen that much. Okay. Uh, you probably lose your identification. Uh, that did make the list, but not inside the top five. The number one thing that they say ruins it is getting sick on a vacation. Having oh, some God, sort of yeah. stomach problem in particular. Uh, either you eat something that doesn't agree with you or you just start to feel terrible and that's it. And anybody who has gone specifically international travel and had that happen knows it can be really, really rough. And I would say the likelihood of that happening is is, is probably pretty high just because you are going to be eating stuff and food that your body is not used to. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So it's also probably why it's the number one thing because everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but uh, a lot of people have experienced it on their international travels and it's not fun. Uh, so everybody's got a nightmare story about something that they ate or drank where, it, you know, you're forced to spend the better part of some part of your life in the bathroom because of it. But when it happens on vacation, it just makes it that much worse because usually you're paying for that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got, you, you yeah. spend all this money on this fancy hotel and all you're doing is spending time in the bathroom and in the bed. Uh, and then so they followed that up because it was so overwhelming, number one, by which country did Americans experience the most stomach problems. Number one was Mexico, followed by the UK. Number three was Canada. The rest of the top ten, Italy, France, China, India, Spain, Germany, and the Dominican Republic, where the stomach aches come most hardy and heavily. I'm guessing that's just because we probably travel to those places the most. You know what I mean? Right. That, that that list, to me, feels like a top ten list of places that Americans travel to, period. And so that's probably why. But, you know, there is Montezuma's Revenge, of course, is a long, you know, Harold story about drinking the water down in Mexico. You don't want to do it because you can't, your stomach can't handle it. So think about it. As somebody who's experienced stomach problems on vacation, it's not fun. I will certainly attest to that. So... Maybe, I mean, the whole point of going to international travel is to get out of the comfort zone a little bit and experience it. And, uh, you know, but there are some crazy things out there. So don't test your limits too much culinary wise so that you don't get super sick while you're out there. Yeah, stay away from maybe the live crawling insects for food. Did you try anything exotic when you were in Belize? Hell no. Okay. All right. Because, I mean, France is on this list, too. Yeah, oh, France is very exotic. Right. I mean, we pretty much have taken every French aspect of cooking there is. I will say, excuse me, I will say this, though. The food in Belize, you know, there wasn't a lot of, like, um, strong ethnic Belizean food. You know what I mean? It's just because it's... you know, Central America is kind of like there's there's a bunch of influences from Mexico and from a lot of those countries from Europe that uh, obviously uh, were conquered and you know those things were passed down. So there there wasn't a lot of their own specific kind of kind of uh, cuisine that that you could take advantage of. So. Well, but also I think that you were in a particular part, like you had the whole resort thing carved out, which they were catering mm-hmm. to Americans. They probably I mean, make we, sure we there's ate a lot at of the resort in. like once. I'm just saying, but, like. That's that's where the idea was. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 cater to their audience as well, just yeah. like anybody does. A lot and of so, chicken down there. There you go. Uh, and you like your chicken, don't you, Big J? Bagok! Morning after with Nick and Big J. Your nerd alert is next on the X Rocks. <laughs>
the best in tech and gaming. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Hey, Spider-Man Remastered is swinging onto PC soon. And yesterday, the official PlayStation blog revealed some of the new graphical features that will be available, assuming your PC can keep up with all the web slinging. Uh, a part of that is uh, its support for ultra-wide uh, monitor support so i mean imagine that how beautiful nick that game looks uh, uh ultra wide it, 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 i i just uh, saw the trailer for it and i was like wow that is is pretty amazing um not only that for gamers who haven't gotten a chance to experience the scope of playstation 5's dual sense controllers the game will support adaptive trigger feedback and haptic response as you take down baddies if you happen to have a dual sense controller for your pc this however will require that the controller be connected via wire uh, to experience a full set of the controller's features, so not wireless there, connected with a wire. Insomniac Spider-Man games have uh, been a huge hit, uh, reaching 33 million units sold in June. Now, the game's spin-off, Spider-Man Miles Morales, is heading to PC sometime this fall, so uh, the new Spider-Man Remastered will hit uh, PCs August 12th, 2022. Yeah, the Both of them are fantastic, fantastic video games, especially if you enjoy the character at all from either the movies or the comic books. They're great. Yeah, it's going to give a lot of other people who uh, probably Xbox folks that never got a chance to play the game to get in there and play it. So you'll probably hear more, hear, hear more uh, about uh, sales numbers uh, that way as well. Discord voice chats are coming to Xbox and starting today, those enrolled in Microsoft's Xbox Insider beta program can test the functionality before a wider rollout later this year the feature allows discord users on xbox pc and mobile to join the same voice channel thereby making it easier to communicate when playing cross-platform game platform games like halo infinite infinite halo infinite now uh you could do this but you would have to use your phone uh while you're playing games so this is integrated directly into the xbox uh that said the integration isn't as seamless as simply downloading discord on your xbox uh it's not the most elegant process but it's still something Discord users have been waiting for the company to add since it first announced its Xbox integration in 2018, so it's taken that long to get this moving. The integration may also offer a glimpse at how Sony plans to add Discord voice chat to its PlayStation consoles. So Discord did not say exactly when voice chat would be available to all Xbox users, though the feature is expected to arrive sometime this year, so I know a lot of people are pretty stoked to have this finally. It will be great when everybody figures this out. How to communicate effectively via cross platform play is the next big hurdle that this kind of world needs to clear and the second it does it will make gaming a lot more fun a lot more interesting and a lot less exclusive you know what i mean yeah and it's it's an opportunity too to remove a lot of that uh toxic stuff that happens within games multiplayer chat that goes on uh it's, it's just a great thing so that's uh, that's good now call of duty is finally unveiled as terminator crossover so something i talked about uh last week and uh they've given us a good look at what that looks like now uh the pa- two terminator packs will be available in Call of Duty Warzone and Call of Duty Vanguard, one will feature the iconic T-800, a.k.a. Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, in addition to new MVP play of the game and finishing animations. Uh, the bundle will also feature Neural Net Processor, Ultra Weapon Blueprint, a Colton Alloy, and Motorhead Legendary Weapons Blueprints, uh, Always Scanning, Charm, I'll Be Back Animated Emblem, and the Infrared Optics Reticle. The other bundle features a T-1000 motorcycle cop from Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and includes 
includes new animations, three legendary weapons, uh, blueprints, a watch, an animated emblem, and calling card. Uh, no pricing announced, but you can probably expect that's going to be about 19 bucks uh, per. Uh, it's likely uh, going to uh, be uh, coming out here uh, in August at some point, and it looks like they will have some uh, audio quips, which uh, has me sucked in right there. It's all it takes is a couple of actual sound bites from the yeah. game, which Big J has at his disposal. But yeah. he'll happily put out 20 bucks for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I haven't played in a while. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that really gives you pause on spending that kind of money uh, if you're into that sort of thing is that uh, that these will stay here. So if you're planning on picking up the next Call of Duty uh, in the Warzone 2, which doesn't have a release date yet, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is slated to come out October, these won't work in that game. So... Everything's temporary. Yeah, everything is temporary. Uh, but, you know, people who were playing Call of Duty are pretty much used to throwing away their money anyway. <laughs> uh, the Rambo ones that you bought, can you still use or those are done? Yeah, yeah, no, you can still use that in Warzone. So when Warzone 2, uh, I have not played in quite some time. But when you last time oh, you yeah, played? Yeah, all the time. Okay. All the time. Loved it. So you get your money's worth. Yeah. For sure, if you're into it. But uh, so you'll probably throw down at least 20 bucks for one? I don't know. I haven't played in a while. I've moved on from Call of Duty right now. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't know if it'll be enough to bring me back. But, you know, August, I'll let you know. There is your nerd alert. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, it's hot out there, man. I mean, it can be a touch spicy, which can lead to some sweat. Big J, are you familiar with the process? Oh, yeah, man. That's very familiar. And that could lead to some significant forms of body odor, specifically coming from your armpit area. Man, woman, or child, it doesn't matter, man. Sometimes it happens, but what if I told you there's a distinct possibility you could be washing your armpits wrong? Oh, yeah. Do tell. Uh, There are doctors, now dermatologists specifically, that are going to go, hey, listen, man, now that we're in the summer months and there's a lot of sweat coming from your armpits, there could be some odor issues. And if you've got those problems, you're probably washing your armpits wrong. Specifically, uh, you know, the reason that you you have body odor coming from your armpits isn't from the sweat. It's from the bacteria that grows there that causes that particular order. That's what body odor is, guys. It's bacteria. And in order to make that stop, you got to find the places that are the stinkiest and you got to hit it with antibacterial soap. Not just the fancy little body washes that you buy at the dollar store or the (laughs) three-in-one guy's shower staple that's supposed to be shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. All of that stuff doesn't seem to do much for body odor. Yes, it may get your body clean in other parts, but when it comes to armpits, other areas that sweat, try to grab some antibacterial soap. The dermatologist bet you will find a significant difference in how much stink is coming from that area if you happen to be sweating. And by the way, Big J, if you need to create your own antibacterial soap at home, you can do so with uh, apple cider vinegar. So think about it. I'll just buy the antibacterial. Okay, that's Thank fine. You. Listen, so not all of us are rich. You have the opportunity to just go buying soap whenever we want. Philadelphia 76ers and James Harden agreed on a two-year deal, $68.6 million to stick around with the 76ers for a couple more years. Of course, the uh, free agent opted out of his one-year contract after he was traded to the 76ers from the Nets this year. Does give himself a pay cut, believe it or not. He was supposed to make uh, about $68 million with the player option, but he declined and saved the team some money over the two years to give them some salary cap flexibility and get under the luxury tax. So we'll see what happens. But look at James Harden take a one for the team. That doesn't happen too often. Big J, there's a weird thing happening in Hollywood, and that is when Tom Bergeron loses his job, at some point 
he gets replaced by Alfonso Ribeiro, and it's happened again. Oh, wow. Uh, first time around, it happened with America's Funniest Home Videos, AFE. Tom Bergeron was the host for years and years and years. And then they gave him the boot and gave Alfonso Ribeiro the gig. He, of course, uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, if you're not familiar with his work. And it's happening again on Dancing with the Stars. Of course, it's been a couple seasons since Tom Bergeron has been the host. But now, that is Alfonso Ribeiro's gig. And he is getting it again. And Tom Bergeron did uh, take the high road and congratulate Alfonso on Twitter and social media, which is where all things happen these days. But it is a weird coincidence that this keeps happening in the world of show business, but Tom seems to be taking it okay. Would that that would almost seem personal? I mean, I guess he has to have one more for it to happen. I mean, but it does seem a little bit weird, at least a little bit more than a coincidence. The weirdest part is they have the same agent. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Incredibly f***ed up. Oh man, we're going to hell. What the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to British Columbia, Canada for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And it starts with Stephanie Haney, who went to bed around 10 o'clock at night. That's her usual time to crash out. And she says that she was woken up at about 10.30 by the sound of what she thought was her car beeping. And so she's like, well, that's weird. And she looks out her window, and she doesn't see anything. Honking is stopped, so she's like, okay, that's that's fine. Back to bed. 2 o'clock in the morning, wakes up again, definitely hears Hong honking right outside of her window. So she's like, all right, what's up? So she goes, grabs her keys, goes down to the car to kind of see if there's anything going on. Maybe there's a fuse loose. Who knows what's happening? Uh, she opens up the passenger side of her door, and guess what she sees, Big J? Damn what bear you- sticking her head, sticking the head out of the car door. Arr! And she's like, oh my God, she shuts the door. <laughs> the bear was in the car? Bear was in the car. And it, it, she freaked out, slammed the door shut, and then she ran inside to call the police. So officers show up on the scene, opened up the hatchback to let the bear out, and the bear did get out on its own accord. Just needed some you know, space to get out. It wasn't angry, it just needed space to get out. But that's not where the story ends, because once the bear gets out... That's where they start to see the damage, Big J. And sure, there certainly were some tears in the vehicle, but she started to piece together. That bear was in there for uh, at least four and a half hours. You know, that's how long it took her to to get this bear out from the first time she heard the honk. And so the car inside was also covered in... Bear scat. Bear crap. I mean, it was everywhere because the bear was freaking out. It was scared. It was panicking. Oh, man. So it's got crap all over the vehicle. Uh, She had to run the car through the car wash seven times. Still says... How does that fix the inside? uh, I'm guessing you get a detail. And uh, still says that the smell is almost gone, but is still there, or maybe it's in her head. She doesn't know. But the story doesn't stop there because it gets weirder. Local animal officials believe this particular bear is also connected to at least a dozen other car break-ins in the area. This bear (laughs) is breaking into cars everywhere. First time the bear's gotten stuck, so there's that. But, you know, they had people come out to their cars, noticed either the vehicle door was open or there was a lot of damage done inside the car, like scratches and stuff. It's a serial breaker into of cars. Sorry, I I couldn't think of the right term. No, leave it. No notes. It's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Also, she may want to trade in her vehicle. 
because it's one of those deals where that is probably forever unclean. <laughs> forever unclean, indeed. And uh, they're using this moment to remind you that if you live in a area that has seen bears, had some bear sightings, or maybe you know there's a string of you know car break-ins that have happened in your area courtesy of a bear, do not leave food in your car. That's that's almost 100% of the reason why the bear will go in there. It thinks it smells food or sees some food or something. So try yeah. not to keep any food in your car if you're in that particular area. That will solve some of those problems, but not the bear poop problem. Morning After with Nick Man. and Big J. We have got time with Chris Jericho. That is happening next on the X-Rocks. That is Fozzie. That is Judas here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Hard to believe that in the almost 15 years we've done this show, one of the gentlemen that have popped up the most as a guest of the Morning After is been a part-time wrestler, a part-time rock star, a full-time awesome dude, and a brilliant man on microphone and off. His name is Chris Jericho. He and I and Big J had a chance to sit down via Zoom yesterday afternoon and talk about some stuff, and this gives us an opportunity to welcome Chris Jericho back onto the show and talk about the fact that it's been a very long time since Fozzie has been in the Treasure Valley. We need to make that a thing, yes? I think I remember the last time we were there was with the Uproar Uproar Festival. I remember. I remember playing there. That was, gosh, like probably 10 years ago, maybe? Yeah, I think it was 2012. Nine years ago, yeah. And, and and ever since then, like, you know, we were, we were fans of, of Fozzie music before that, actually, and had talked to you a couple of times. But just the way you treated everybody and you treat fans uh, and made us, uh, I, I guess, become loyal, loyal followers. And uh, we love what you do for the fans and for the people who support Fozzie. It's been really awesome to be uh, a part of the Fozzie world, if you will. Well, I mean, it's one of those things, man. It's it's. I'm a fan, right? So I still know what it's like to to meet people that I admire. And, and you know, it's, it's something that Ronnie James Dio told me years ago. We opened for Motorhead in Los Angeles and Dio was there. And after the show, he was signing autographs for a bunch of people kind of outside the, the venue. And it, like, it wasn't even his show. He was just there hanging out and he was signing. And I said, that's pretty cool that you signed for everybody. And he said, when you sign an autograph or take a picture, you don't remember it, but they'll never forget it. So always give people their moment. And that's what I try and do. You know, it's it's a great bit of advice from from, from Dio, but in, in life as well, always try and give people their moment because you might not remember it, but they'll never forget it. And that's the most important thing. Uh, you guys are heading out on the road come September stateside, and then you're headed across the, the sea to go to some Europe dates as well. What's Fozzie like uh, over in those European countries? How is that particular reach going for you guys? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, the UK is huge for us right now. It always has been. It's like a second home for us. The UK is kind of the first, you know, group of countries, the first territory, shall we say, whoever uh, really embraced the band. I remember the first time we played in Nottingham, the first show we ever had in, in England in about 2006. The, the the venue has a couple different stages. And then when, when we walked on stage, I almost thought that I walked in the wrong door. Like there were so many people that I couldn't believe it. Like people all over the place here. So um, that was a big deal. And it's always been that way for us uh, in those territories of England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland. And the last tour we did there in December was totally sold out. Every show was sold out before we even got on the plane which was a, a great, you know, a great accomplishment for us. So we're going back again this December and uh, it's the biggest tour we've ever had. So focusing there, Australia has always been good for us. And we've done a lot of shows in, in, you know, continental Europe, so to speak, but those are a little bit harder of a market to crack. 
but uh, you know, we we're doing really good in the states and Canada and Australia and the UK, and that's that's good for now. We'll keep building in those <laughs> territories, and if other countries open up, great. If not, that's a pretty good start. Kind of makes me think of a great point here. Is uh, you just recently posted uh, a picture with you and uh, your gold record for uh, Judas, uh, for and, and which was really awesome. But you know, talking a little bit about in the caption about how you know a, a lot of people you know probably didn't think you you were the real deal especially from the beginning and you know i wonder is that an american audience thing did they or is it is it just kind of one of those deals where uh, it's not necessarily something recognized everywhere else that hey you're a wrestler that's what you do you can't be anything else and obviously we know that you are a multifaceted media person but is that an american issue or is that just a people thing it's not really an issue at all now i mean we've been doing it long enough and i think uh, i still burn i just got the news went top 10 today so it's our fifth top 10 uh song and our third from boombox the new record so i think anybody now that's still fixated on the fact that chris jericho is a wrestler uh it kind of it's it's irrelevant at this point. You know those people will never like me, and it's probably the same people that don't like Kiss because they wear makeup, or don't like Slipknot because they wear masks. After a while, it really doesn't make a difference what the gimmick of the band is. It's either good music or it's bad music, and you know we had to work twice as hard to get people's respect in a lot of ways, um, but we have gained that respect now. I think pretty much on a worldwide basis. And, you know, right, great. Chris Jericho is also a wrestler. Well, you know, Jared Leto is also an actor and Taylor Momsen's also an actor. And, you know, who really cares? Like I said, it's either good music or it's bad music at this point. And I think people have really responded with, you know, like you said, Judas has gone gold. That takes things to a completely different level. That shuts up a lot of people that want to keep yapping about Chris Jericho, the singer and, and everything else that's going on. So it was a really cool accomplishment for us. It's cool to go top 10 again because it's very hard to go top 10. That's one thing you learn about uh, rock radio is how important it is to a band and, and being you know, played on stations like yours. It really does make a difference and it's not easy to do. So when you get that kind of musical pedigree of being a radio band, I mean, that's what we are at this point. It's a hard thing to get, but once you get it, now suddenly every song we release gets a gets a fair shake of, of becoming you know top 30 top 20 and now top 10 so it's a big deal and we don't take it lightly for sure yeah and you mentioned i still burn and and man I, I when i first heard that i just fell in love with that song so relatable in some ways at least for me and i just it's easy to picture you know you and where the band has come from and and just that that love that you have for doing what you do um it's just it was a very relatable thing and it, it made me appreciative of of you and for uh, the job that I get to do on a daily basis. And, and I still burn for that as well. Well, I mean, it, once again, it's, it's, it's a song that, you know, on the surface, you might think, oh, that's a, a Jericho song, you know, about Jericho's life. And, and, and in a way it kind of is, but to me, it's, it's everybody's story that's ever had a goal, ever had a dream, ever had a passion. And that's, that's why I think the song has potential to be, you know, I mean, obviously Judas is an anomaly, but Judas is something everyone can relate to, but almost in a negative way. You know, it's, a, you know, everyone I've ever loved, I've, I've pushed them all away and kind of betraying yourself and that sort of thing. Whereas I Still Burn is is is, is celebrating a, a goal and a dream and celebrating passion and fire. Uh, so it's more of a positive statement, which I think everybody could use too. So 
both those songs have very personal lyrics, but both those songs relate to everybody. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I still burn is still going strong. And, and once again, being on the radio to get to top 10, I think it's been 10, 12 weeks for us now. Judas took 25 weeks to get to number five. So it's a long process. So the more people that get behind it, the more people get excited about uh, about the song and about the lyrics and, and just the whole overall vibe of it because it is a very cool song. Uh, same thing with the video that we did for it. So um, like I said, to get the news today that it's number 10 is a big deal and it's very exciting and it's very well-deserved. I think it's one of the best songs we've ever written and ever done. Do you have a lot of fun coming together and, and with the ideas for your videos? Because to me, they're starting to get legendary. Like Judas is crazy. Sane was was uh, insane. I mean, that's just a lot of fun and unconventional as far as I think you know videos go for uh, musical artists. Well, it makes a big difference. You know, it really does. And it's one of those things we put a lot of time and effort into the videos to make them unique and original. Uh, Judas is now I think almost sixty million views. Obviously, the song took off, but a lot of that has to do with the with the with the video. We filmed it at double speed and then played it back at normal speed, so it's very jumpy, quick. Uh, Painless was the opposite. We filmed it at, at half speed and played it normal. So it's much slower, you know, and then so everything kind of goes on from there. I mean, this, uh, the video for Sane on the roller coaster was insane. Just doing that. Uh, the human body is not made to do a roller coaster ride six <laughs> times in one hour. And at the end of it, I was like, dude, I'm done with this. I can't do any more. And, and if you watch that video closely, a lot of the shots, you'll see four band members instead of five, because one of our cats was green throwing up all over the place. Um, I still burn was a little easier to film mm -hmm. and was probably the quickest video we ever did. It was more of like you show up for an hour, you do your part rather than having to do the song five or 10 times and clipping. It was really well done with the mirror and the switching and the moving. So there's a lot of very talented people out there and we know that videos are hard to get people to watch because there's so many of them, but you gotta you gotta have it stand out and be something original and unique. And that and that's what and that's what we, we we've done. So I think all of our videos, because once again, it does make a difference. All of this counts. Radio play counts, streaming counts, video views counts. So you got to make it something that people are going to want to watch and watch multiple times. And if you can do that, I think you've, you've struck something uh, very special and unique. Amen. Song is called I Still Burn. Album is called Boombox. It is available now. Check it out. And Chris, of course, and the rest of Fozzie going out this fall around the United States and then heading over to Europe. But always good catching up with you, brother. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you very, very much. Well, thanks for the support. We got to come back to Boise, I promise. It was Hell the yeah. venue that was at the Knitting Factory. Is that what it was called? Yep, yeah, that's still it. there. That's it. Yep. All right. The Knitting Factory. We'll book it on the next tour. I'll, I will put in the request right now. Love it. All Thank right. you, Chris. Thanks, right. man. Thanks, guys. Cheers. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. One thing that people are still trying to catch up on uh, since things have opened back up is doing a lot of traveling. Fulfilling the pent-up demand of what couldn't be during the pandemic has left a lot of people planning some trips, but you know what? They're pretty expensive these days. For you to book a flight somewhere and pay for it and go someplace and plan a vacation someplace else, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Everything is expensive right now, except for one thing, Big J. Cruises, baby. <laughs> uh, cruise fares are incredibly cheap as the industry is still recovering from the pandemic. According to a couple of cruise blogs, uh, fares are some of the most affordable that they've been in years. So if you are thinking about it, now would be the time to do it. Now, of course, one of the contributing factors to why things are so low 
is that a lot of people think that cruise ships are a harborer for COVID. And while that was true at the beginning of the pandemic, believe it or not, uh, cruise lines are one of the few businesses right now that in order for you to get on board that cruise, you do need to be vaccinated. You do have to have negative tests and they test you throughout the cruise. So they are taking it fairly seriously still. So it may be one of the more places to be if you want to avoid that kind of stuff. So uh, you can check it out if you want. It's up to you. I'm just saying cruise ships are incredibly affordable right now. And so there's that. If you're thinking about taking a trip and you go, wow, flying there is incredibly expensive, maybe taking the longer cruise option would be the way to go. Your money, your call. The ESPYs were last night in Los Angeles, and Steph Curry was the host of the event. One of the topics of discussion, of course, which makes a lot of sense, would be Brittany Griner. She popped up in his monologue. Of course, a bunch of the athletes that won the awards took an opportunity to shout her out and cause their support for her particular situation. Last night's big winners included the Golden State Warriors. They won best team. The Angels' uh, Shohei Itani for winning best athlete in men's sports. Uh, Katie Ledecky, who ended up winning two golds and two silvers at the Tokyo Games last year, winning best athlete in women's sports. In addition to winning the best team for the rest, the Warriors' Curry also won best NBA player and record-breaking performance for, of course, breaking the amount of three-pointers made in league history last season while playing against the Knicks. So it was a pretty nice run for Steph Curry and the Warriors last night on the ESPYs. James Harden sticking around in Philadelphia for a couple years. He signed a two-year extension worth about $68 million. And it was a trailer day yesterday. If you have been following along the Halloween franchise, the trailer for Halloween Ends was released. This uh, is, at least according to everybody involved, the last film in the franchise to at least have Jamie Lee Curtis's kind of tale be told in it it will hit theaters on october 14th just in time for halloween uh i have been a ben bad halloween fan i haven't watched any of these new runs the last two that came out uh so this one i feel like jumping on board in the last would be a bad way to, to go about it but i do know they've both made some significant money and people have said they're pretty good so if you're looking forward to the end of this tale look for that it hasn't convinced either of us to watch those movies. No, and I don't know why. I mean, it's not like I'm adverse to them. I mean, I watched the Rob Zombie ones, and I watched the John Carpenter ones, and I even watched the ones that weren't John Carpenter uh, in the 80s. So I'm not sure why I haven't gone. Maybe I think they're like only on Peacock, which made them inaccessible for me. Now I don't have yeah. that excuse, but it was one of those things where yeah, I think it's like difficult. You sound like me trying to find an answer. Well, I mean, I, I should probably do it, but just know that you can watch the trailer for the Halloween Kills movie coming out. Although I have a hard time believing this will be the last movie in the franchise. Agree or disagree? Yeah, right. No way. No matter how much they say it might be. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we got a nice morning after prize package here for you. It includes tickets to Pop Evil, that show happening August 6th at the Knitting Factory. It's Saturday night. It's going to be awesome. We'll get you set up with those. And July 29th at the Rev Center, we've got the Battle of the Bands for X-Fest 2022. Uh, some great bands going to be vying for a chance to open for our festival show. And we need your vote, so you need tickets to be able to do that. We'll set you up with all of that if you beat Nick in Pop Culture smackdown here's our phone number 208-287-1003 that's the number you need to call if you'd like to play big j's got some questions let's see if we can't get ourselves a contestant good morning the x how's it going bring it in there man what's your name Jay. all right jay you're up first good luck what is the name of the character larry david plays in the tv show curb your enthusiasm is it george costanza 
George Steinbrenner, or Larry David? Larry David. There you right. go. Nice. Well done. Uh, Nick, uh, this quote, if you can dodge traffic, you can dodge ball, comes from what comedy movie? I'm guessing dodgeball. Dodgeball A is A true correct. underdog story. Yeah, true. Right. Complete title. Please, thank you. All right, Jay, which team did the late John Madden of Madden NFL fame win a Super Bowl with as a head coach? Raiders. The Raiders is correct. Nick, uh, for what movie did Dan Aykroyd receive his only Oscar nomination? Yeah, that's right. He's been nominated for an Oscar. Supporting role. Couple of yeah, it had to be. I, I'm gonna do. Uh, there's a couple of things that pop in my mind. My girl and Driving Miss Daisy specifically. I'm gonna say Driving Miss Daisy. My girl, my girl. It's Driving Miss Daisy. You're Is right. that right? Yeah, right. well done. Uh, in what 2016 film, The Founder? Uh, who, I'm sorry. In 2016's film, The Founder, who plays Ray Kroc, who helped franchise McDonald's? Michael Keaton. Good job, man. Right. Why that was a hard question. I can't imagine a lot of people saw that movie. Did you? Uh, No. No, I didn't. I did not. Uh, Nick, which of Disney's seven dwarfs is the only one without a beard? Dopey. (laughs) Damn it! Right. I'm out of questions. How how did you know that? That's an easy one, man. Congratulations. You got yourself all set up with Pop Evil tickets and X-Fest Battle of the Bands tickets. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from you, and we will come back with a very disappointed Big J. We'll do some headlines. They're next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Headlines brought to you by the Snake River Stampede. It is going on now through the 23rd, 107 years, still going strong. It's the wildest, fastest show on earth, and it's going down to the Fort Idaho Center. You can check out the nation's top cowboys and cowgirls competing at one of the most prestigious Hall of Fame rodeos in America, and there's more action tonight. Tickets, information can be found at snakeriverstampede.com. Headlines are as follows. Yard work, bad choices, and rare find. Bad choices. A Florida woman named Christina Guess used to be a prison guard. I say used to be Big J because she finds herself on the other side of the bars these days. The 44-year-old has been arrested for running a drug trafficking ring out of the prison, Big J. What? Police recovered meth, cocaine, and painkillers in her locker during their investigation. Uh, and she already has served time for a drug trafficking charge in 2019. One would think that would make you a bad prison guard. If you've already done, like, serious crimes and serious time for those crimes, wouldn't that disqualify you for being a prison guard? You would think if people were doing, you know, their job. I mean, that's incredible. Unless there's some sort of, you know, false identity that she could have created, I suppose. Also, times are hard. You need to find people. I guess. Sometimes you got to go into that felon uh, thing. But, I mean, again, I I got no problem with people getting a second chance. It just seems weird that a prison guard would be that. Like, you go to prison and go, yeah, I want to be one of those guys. I don't think that happens very often. Right. Yard work or rare find? Rare find. An Alabama family was participating in a pretty impressive deep-sea fishing competition called the Alabama Deep-Sea Fishing Rodeo when an interesting event happened. A gigantic 400-pound eagle ray jumped up on their boat. Now, uh, these giant manta ray-like creatures are incredibly rare. They're called the eagle ray for a reason. It's because they actually jump through the air, and this one jumped up and landed right on the boat and struck one of the fisher people fishing in the shoulder as they were doing it. Now, here's the problem. The ray got stuck on the boat, and uh, eagle rays have really poisonous 
kind of tails. And if they get you, it's game over. And so they knew that, and they were like, we got to keep our distance. We'd like to get the ray off the boat, but we don't want to touch it in case it stings us, and then it's over. So they had to abandon the competition and drive their boat to the Dauphin Island Sea Lab to get help releasing it back into the water. That worked, but it was incredibly rare, and obviously they didn't do very good in the fishing competition because of it. Or did they get the best catch of the day, Big J question? Well, they didn't keep it. No, he can't keep it. That'd be very bad. But uh, I would say that they would probably be heralded by the conservationists for making the efforts to keep that thing alive. Yeah, do whatever you can to make sure it uh, was released into the water the proper way. And also props to them for knowing, like, hey, we should probably keep our distance. Because, you know, you see something like that, you hit the panic button, you're like, I got to get that thing off as quickly as possible. Like, and bad things could Steve Irwin died. Yeah. Crikey. So watch out. Wrap it up with yard work. James Ficken owns the city, uh, he owes the city of Duneland, Florida, $30,000. Why, Big J? Because he didn't mow his lawn. Now, he claims that that amount is excessive. He's disputing that and faces foreclosure on his house, but the city is pushing back and claims that he repeatedly violated codes. However, uh, in 2020, an ordinance was passed making the total possible for just a fine of $10,000, but... They're apparently backdating him. He hasn't cut his lawn since 2015, Big J. That's a weird hill to die on, I guess. Like, I mean, I know your property is your property, but, you know, you usually sign up, whether you like it or not, to be part of the HOA when you move into a place. And if you're not going to cut your lawn, period, I can understand the anger from the neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're not going to do any effort. Yeah, if one on. of your neighbors just doesn't do anything and it starts to look out of control, I mean, if you imagine if you haven't cut your lawn in seven years, it would be pretty intense, especially in Florida. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know. <laughs> Remember when he was on the show, Big J? Yeah, that was just a little bit ago. That's right. We had Chris Jericho on this very program in the 7 o'clock hour. If you missed any of it, you should check out the Morning After podcast available wherever podcasts are downloadable for you. Click the like, click the subscribe, rate it up, and uh, check out anything you may have missed on the show every single day as part of our daily podcast. It's available at xrock.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places that you want to go for it. It's your great way to get your fun version of the show completely edited down in case you missed a single thing, including all of our conversation with Chris Jericho. Are you about to teach me about the law, Big J? No, not necessarily the law, but just, you know, how you love frivolous lawsuits, Nick. And I do. You know, dating out there, the dating world is already difficult enough, but this is uh, a little insane as a Michigan woman uh, named uh, Kishante Short is suing uh, a guy she went on a couple dates with. Well, one date and then one date he stood her up on, Richard Jordan. So uh, she decided she would sue him for not showing up to that date. What is the charge? Like, what is she looking for? Like, I mean, is it like emotional? The the lawsuit accuses Jordan of intentionally inflicting emotional distress on her (laughs) when he did not show and left her on her mother's day or her mother's birthday and her mom had just passed away. How many dates did so they this go was on? The, this would have been the second date. So he ghosted her after the first date, basically, and she is suing yeah. him for yeah. that. Uh, and the two of them had to attend a virtual court hearing, and the judge uh, and 
turned uh, it, it turned weird fast because Jordan remained quiet throughout the proceedings, uh, except to tell the judge he thought this lawsuit would have been thrown out. Yeah, and they're wasting the judge's time. The judge agreed with him, okay. and uh, she got upset and uh, started yelling. And the judge was like, "Listen, uh, uh, she she wanted to say he was committing perjury, not the judge, but the other guy." And he's like, <laughs> "Nobody's under oath here. You can't." commit perjury yeah. and then he kicked it down to a, a smaller court uh, to deal with because he was tired of dealing with it. I'm like, oh, how wow. does that even get that far? Yeah, I mean, well listen, we would be, it would change dating forever if you could sue somebody for ghosting you. It'd be incredible and nobody would have any money left, I would think, in the dating landscape of today. Uh, but it, it does seem like it's crazy and if the judge thought it was a waste of time, why did he kick it down to a lower court? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just throw right out. I don't know. I don't know. But that being said, I can understand somebody being pissed off about being ghosted as well. Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, that that sucks. But, I mean, a lawsuit? Yeah, I mean, I understand how you want to, you know, have some sort of revenge or make that person feel bad for making you feel bad or uh, thinking that you have some sort of monetary thing coming. I don't feel like you have a legal leg to stand on. That being said, I still sympathize with her and think that it's probably pretty awful and she was going through a hard time and that probably only added to it. So I think there probably was emotional suffering there. Is it enough to sue somebody over? Uh, no, but I guess it's not the end of the story, right? There's going to be some sort of conclusion of this in a smaller claims court. Yeah, I can't imagine we'll get that far. America. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions. They're happening next on the X Rocks. Well, 100.3, the X. Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru, and we were going to hook you up here with some tickets to our Battle of the Bands X-Fest 2022. It's happening Sunday, July uh, July 29th. I don't think that is a Sunday, but is it a Sunday? What? The July 29th? No. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. X-Fest is on a Sunday. That's why ah, you said that's it. what I got mixed up. Uh, but we are looking to find ourselves an opener for X-Fest 2022. So uh, Life Upon Myers, We Were Giants, Roses Are Dead, Basement, and Artificial Aliens going to be battling it out. We need your votes. You need tickets to do that. We'll hook you up here with those if you can figure out Bad Impressions. Phone number is 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Three clues to get somebody famous that Big J's trying to point you towards. Figure it out. You got a show you're going to next Friday. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning. We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Jason. All right, Jason, you're up first. From rapper of the song Cop Killer to actor playing a cop. Ice tea. Ice tea. Hey, one and done. Good job, Jason. What were clues two and three? I've enjoyed uh, my time playing in Boise with Body Count. People get me mixed up with Ice Cube all the time. And uh, why is Ice Tea in the news? He uh, was uh, recently on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And uh, he was talking about uh, just, uh, well, Stephen Colbert asked him the biggest surprise about the music industry. And he goes, the biggest surprise that surprised me about music was how you could lie. He said, uh, quote, I mean, I was watching music videos and I'm like, oh, that's their house. That's their car. That's their girl. Then when I got in there, like, oh, you could rent a car. MTV Cribs, you don't have to have this house. We'll put you in a house that's not yours. And I'm like, this is all fake. And I didn't know that when I got in there. You know, I always had to use my own cars. He pointed out uh, the cover of his 1988 album Power as a proof of his dedication to being real. He goes, that's my girl. Uh, Those are my guns. That's my son. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, credit to him. Listen, uh, Ice-T is about as real as it gets, man. We've talked to him. He He, he does not mess around about anything. He is awesome. He He just is. He is. 
Definitely, that Not, is the case. As as somebody in the probably they grew up in the, in the late eighties and entered the early nineties in junior high, I never thought I would say that or ever meet Ice T, right? But he is just such a genuine dude, and, and we've got a chance to talk to him a couple times. I mean, he's great. Yes, he's a very good guy. I read too that he's uh, just like inked a book deal, so you're gonna have an Ice Cube or Ice T book there very, very soon. So get ready to read and learn a little bit more about the man, the myth, and the legend for sure. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That's Three Days Grace. That is Lifetime. Wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Thursday. Thank you to Chris Jericho for popping by the program. Check out the podcast in case you missed any of the interview that happened in the 7 o'clock hour. We also got a nice nerd alert courtesy of Big J, and we educated you that if a, a bear's not crapping in the woods, he's probably crapping in your car, and it's not exactly easy to get out in case the bear does do that. Reminder that the Snake River Stampede is going on now at the Ford Idaho Center. It's happening through the 23rd. You can check out some of the great action of the top cowboys and cowgirls in the nation competing at one of the most prestigious rodeos in America. Tickets, information, more fun tonight, snakeriverstampede.com. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, congrats to uh, three pitmasters from Panther City Barbecue in Fort Worth, Texas, because they broke the Guinness World Record for grilling food, Nick. Over 40 hours, 49 minutes, and 17 seconds. Is it That's, me, or does that seem short? Uh, it's, a, it's a long time. I mean, it's a long time to grill, yes, if you're one person. But if you're a team, less than two days, I would think the world record would be longer than that. Well, I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead. You try it out. Uh, 450 pounds of burgers, 300 pounds of fajitas, and 100 pounds of onions and peppers, all donated to local frontline workers and charities. That's awesome. Yeah. See? Some good stuff done. Yeah, well, listen, I imagine they'd have to be pumping out the food. There's no doubt about it. If you got that grill constantly going. Yeah, it's grilling, not smoking. No, that's for sure. So, uh, good job. Congratulations. And Forever immortalized until somebody breaks the record. What's his name? The the dude who doesn't hear? Uh, Dave King. Yeah, there you go, Dave. So next challenge. <laughs> one more time. It's two days of grilling, and you apparently need a lot of meat in order to get it done. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. Jason True's coming in next. We'll see you guys tomorrow with CX Rocks. Oh. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.